0: Hey, this is Rob, and welcome to Success Unlocked, the show for you to listen to to build a happier, more confident, fulfilled, motivated, and truly successful life, whatever it is that success means to you. Welcome back to the show, if you are an existing listener, and if you are brand new, welcome along. It's lovely to have you here. Before you go any further, make sure you hit the subscribe button because there's a brand new episode of this every single Wednesday, and I know how busy you are. I would hate for you to miss out on anything. Now, in this week's episode, I am joined by Lisa Sabanyak She's a certified clearing and NLP practitioner that's uh, neuro-linguistic programming. If you've not come across it yet, she's the author of Survivor to Warrior. She's a Reiki master, a speaker, and the host of Life Like You Mean It podcast, empowering other people to make the most of their lives by understanding themselves and getting out of their own way to success. That that whole thing—it's in her DNA. Now, Lisa's story of survival from ten years of child abuse and the work that she does to shed the shri- st- shed the stigma—hard to say—while empowering other people to heal and grow and learn and transcend life-changing. And the topic of this episode is something that I am really passionately interested about, which is the idea of our beliefs and specifically limiting beliefs, how our beliefs can either prevent us from living the life that we want to live, or they can empower us and help to drive us forward. Now, just before we get into the episode and speak to Lisa, I've got something I'd love to give you. I've just started, and when I say just, I mean just started a brand new free Facebook community where we're building a little tribe of people who want to hang out and talk about personal development, who want to share their victory and their struggles. You want to help other people and seek clarity and advice to their own questions as well. If you'd like to come and hang out, it's totally free. You just need a Facebook account. Just go to uh, successunlock.com forward slash group. And by the magic of the internet, that will forward you straight over to that group. So just go to successunlock.com forward slash group, and it will forward you straight over to the Facebook group. But without further ado, let's start the show.
1: This is Success Unlocked, where we uncover what it really takes to become the happiest, most confident, motivated, and truly fulfilled version of yourself, with advice and inspiration to create your own extraordinary life. Whatever success means to you, it's waiting just around the corner.
0: And yes, we are here every single week sharing tips, advice, ideas and inspiration to help regular people just like me and you to create a truly extraordinary life. And this week, welcome to Success Unlocked, Lisa. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thanks, Rob, for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. This is really cool. Now, we're going to dive into this big topic of beliefs and limiting beliefs and how our beliefs affect us and help us to achieve stuff or stop us from achieving stuff soon. Before we do that, I've got one question I ask every single person who comes on the show. And that is this What does success mean to you? What does it look like in your life?
1: Ah, uh, success for me is peace and balance. So I, I know that those seem very kind of vague and, and, and general, but for me, success is not about how much money is in my bank account or how many numbers of people I've signed up for my courses or, or things like that. It's about more of the feeling that I have knowing that I'm making a difference in this world.
0: I love that. Very cool. Now we're going to talk about this idea of beliefs and the word beliefs probably isn't used all that much. We talk about things like I believe you and I don't believe you when you're talking about trusting and not trusting somebody. But I think most of the time that's the usage of the word. We don't really talk about it as like what we believe and what, what our beliefs about ourselves, uh, ourselves are. So talk to me a little bit about that, about your kind of concept of where beliefs fit into our lives and then we'll dig a bit deeper.
1: Yeah, I think beliefs but beliefs run our lives. They don't just fit in and they are running the show, whether we want to realize it or not, right? Because all of our experiences that we have from the time that we can remember having experiences until now are just constantly forming opinions in our mind, right? And if you have an opinion that gets reinforced somehow, so somebody else that agrees with you or you see the same kind of thing happening again, then it goes from opinion to belief, right? And then you have all of these different past experiences that you've had, right? I mean, most of our beliefs are formed by the time we're seven, right? You think about what your life was like when you were seven, like what you understood about the world and your place in it, right? (laughs) Never mind if you had any hardships when you were a kid, right? So you start going through the world kind of based on habit, doing things that always worked for you that maybe aren't the best way to Get what it is that you want out of life, but it's what's always worked. So it's comfortable, right? And you kind of add those in with the beliefs that you have that are running your show about what you can do and what you can't do and what life's supposed to look like and all of that kind of stuff. And it just, it makes an incredible impact on what we decide we're going to put ourselves forward for, how much effort we decide that we're going to put into something when we do say, okay, fine, I'll do this because we don't necessarily believe that it's possible or it should be possible.
0: True. Especially for somebody like me, you know, that that's the belief mm-hmm. that you hold about yourself is it dictates that, you know, oh, but it's okay for that person because she's over there and she's cool and she's done it and she's talented and all this other stuff. But somebody like me couldn't possibly do that. And this is something yeah. that I think is, is hugely important in what we're in, what we're, in everything that we do in our lives. Like you said, you know, this drives our entire life. So At the minute, I think there are probably loads of people in the world who say, oh, well, that makes sense. But I'm sure I don't do that. I'm sure I don't. My life isn't being dictated by all of these beliefs and these things that are going on. You know, the the beliefs that I hold are not just beliefs. They're actually true. Uh, You know, everyone else might be Uh fooling themselves into thinking they're no good, but I'm actually no good. So let's talk about how do we start to find what are the symptoms of of having limiting beliefs and, and, and negative beliefs in our life?
1: I think the first symptom is just not being where you think that you should be or where you want it to be at this stage in your life, right? That, that kind of elusive, oh, I'm, I'm all right in my life, but I'm not as happy as what I thought I would be, right? This isn't what life is supposed to be like or, you know, whatever that's supposed to is for you, right? And starting to to realize that there's just something that's that's missing in there. And then start backtracking and say, okay, well, you know, why is it missing? And, you know, we, we're just, we're famous for coming up with excuses for why things aren't working out in our lives, right? It's usually somebody else's fault, right? Well, we didn't get that job because this guy said this and this person didn't do that and blah, 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 right? But starting to go within a little bit and starting to raise your own awareness about what your own thoughts are. Just in a day-to-day basis, a conversation with yourself, because we're having them all day long, right? What is it you say to yourself? What is it you're saying about yourself when you talk to somebody else? Those are really good indications of how much you're really tooting your own horn and how much you're really dampening yourself down. And then judge that next to where you are in your life, and you'll start to realize ah, maybe there's some sort of correlation here between these two things.
0: I love that. Now, if you start to identify these beliefs that maybe are holding you back, so maybe they're, they're limiting beliefs that you're you you know, you're not good enough to do this or you can't do this or whatever. If somebody starts to identify that those beliefs exist, do you believe that it's actually important to try and get to the core root of why that belief was formed in the first place? Or do you like just think, well, it doesn't really matter where it came from. The fact that it exists is clear and therefore you need to just deal with it.
1: I think it's actually a little bit of both because, you know, I'm a a trauma survivor. I survived 10 years of child abuse. And so I understand when somebody is frightened, legitimately frightened about looking back in their past and what's going to pop up to try to haunt them and and that reluctancy. It really is the the problem with a lot of people on wanting to do any type of self improvement work. It's the well, what am I going to be facing? So I'm a big believer that you don't have to go back and face very you know specific things that have happened. But at the same time, this is all really about understanding yourself. It's it's not just about trying to you know wave a magic wand and be like, oh, that belief is there. For, 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 let's get rid of that. But more about having a clear understanding of what actually shaped that belief, because that might not be the only belief around that particular topic that's running your show. And I made that mistake once where I thought, oh, I've got this big belief that I can't do it, that I'm not good enough. And so I just went whole hog and went after that particular belief. And I didn't take any time to backtrack it and say, well, actually, there's a few other beliefs that are linked in there, like a belief about money, for example, so when I had tackled the big belief about not being good enough, I still wasn't making money and I still wasn't you know, seeing myself as being successful because I wasn't feeling like I was helping people because money and helping people were intrinsically linked. And without realizing all of that package, then you're only making little baby steps, which is important, but you're never going to make the big step right? So it's a little bit of yes and no there, unfortunately. But I don't think that you've got to go back so far that you've got to relive, you know, traumatic events that happened in your life. And I don't think that if you start going back and you're like, I don't actually remember where this belief started. I don't think that's necessarily going to stunt you in your growth. It's simply just going to, to ask more questions, lead you to ask more questions of yourself. That's all.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And this idea of having these sort of almost compound beliefs that like work together mm. <laughs> to hold you yeah. back and, and knocking down one of them is, is just in the way, uh, it's just in the way of another. So that's really cool. Um, I'm interested to know when, you know, if life's not quite going to plan for people, things are not quite going in the direction that they want them to go. Why do you think that most people find it so difficult to look within themselves to try and uh. find a solution to that?
1: oh yeah well we're kind of programmed for things to be other people's fault right <laughs> Right. like we need to be right we have an intrinsic need to be right about things so it's kind of there's it's obviously multifaceted right because there's never going to be a simple answer for anything but part of it is that whole idea of well if I start to look within then I'm kind of in a roundabout way of saying that I was wrong somehow and that just that's a no-go for our unconscious mind right so we tend to look externally, but then the other thing is what I was saying earlier about how we form these habits, right? When we are a little baby, we get our way by throwing our toys out of the pram, right? Somebody will bring the toy back and we get to experience the elation of getting the toy back. And we realize pretty quickly that, well, I've got to experience some pain in letting the toy go, but the elation I'm going to get back in return is going to be 10 times greater than that pain. So I'm willing to risk that, Right. And then as we start to grow up a little bit, we realize, oh, it's not really, you know, accepted by society to throw my my toys out of the pram anymore. But I can maybe do things like stomp my feet or have a silent treatment or, you know, tell my parents I hate them and slam doors. And, And as we grow up, that's no longer, you know, accepted by society either. And so then we start doing things like distracting ourselves, becoming a perfectionist. Right. Just being that just gaining that art of distraction and procrastination in our business when really what it is is that we've, we've got a need to be met and a belief that says that we can't meet it because of all of these different life experiences that we have. So we don't want those two things to meet and so we just distract ourselves or procrastinate from it and we create this whole new set of problems for ourselves which in our unconscious mind is actually protecting ourselves so we're just going to keep doing that. And if we start to go within and start looking and realizing all of these things that we're doing, it's a little bit embarrassing, especially the longer it goes on. You're like, what the heck have I been doing to myself all of these years? Right. So you've got a little bit of embarrassment. You've got a whole lot of I may not have been right with all of that going on. And it's a lot easier to just kind of flip the lens and find somebody else and something else to blame
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense i'm interested obviously one of the downs one of the sort of the catch-22 situations you could end up with with this with this is to figure out well i've got all of these limiting beliefs and they're stopping me from from doing anything but actually i don't feel like i've even got the power or the talent or the insight to be able to overcome uh, overcome them is that something you've come across with people you've worked with or in your own life and how do we start to tackle that
1: Yeah, it's the it's the old classic, right? The belief I can't do it, like just, you know, replace it with anything else. Right. It's like maybe they they struggled to figure out how to ride a bike when they were six and all of their friends did it and they laughed at them. And so now it's like I can't ride a bike has just turned into I can't do it. Anytime they feel like they're pushed outside their comfort zone or they have to try something new is all of that same kind of fear that comes up because they had this one unice- unsuccessful experience that led to embarrassment and they don't want to experience that again. Right. And so then it's, it's this whole, well, what if I do all the work that Lisa and Rob are talking about here and that I've learned on all these other things as well that I've listened to and I've read, what if I do all of it and it's not enough, I can't do it. That's just going to be more evidence to me that I'm not good enough right? What am I even doing here, right? What is life even about, right? It starts opening all of this kind of Pandora's box of problems because we just assume that that experience that we had oh so long ago that we don't even realize is linked to today now is is running our show. We're so desperate to protect ourselves from another failure that we just don't want to do it. So we throw up the I can't do it wall because we don't want to take the chance. So my biggest advice is to start looking at yourself a bit differently. Like, can you step back from yourself and look at yourself and some of the experiences that you've had in life? Like if you were watching your best friend's life, unfold in front of you, so that you take away some of that harshness that you judge yourself with. And instead, you're going to be looking with a little bit more of an open heart and kindness and forgiveness like you would with your friend. And just pick one or two different experiences that you've had that you've already, you know, (laughs) erased away from your memory as being a horrible experience. And you're never going to do that again. And just Allow yourself to experience it again from a different perspective and see, was it really the horrible mess that you thought it was? Or is it possible that when you were six, you just didn't have the core strength and the balance back then? And that if you tried to do something similar, but you took your time and worked on those things, you got somebody to help you with it, right? You watched some videos on how to do it. You got, you know, other people to demonstrate. You did all of these different things that you maybe didn't have back then. Maybe you'd be able to learn how to ride the bike but maybe learning to ride the bike isn't just there's a bike you get on it and you start to ride a bike maybe that's not how you learn to ride a bike it doesn't mean you can't do it and when you start to actually see well Actually, yeah, I see my friends all the time ask for help or ask for guidance in some way. They go to a Facebook group and they pose a question and they're asking for people to respond. They go and they take a webinar or a course or all of these different things. So why am I not allowed to do that? Why am I judging myself so harshly and throwing up the I can't do it wall and just protecting myself from this failure that's definitely going to happen when other people seem to believe that maybe that's not possible for me. And it's it's actually a reality that I could learn how to do it, just in a different way.
0: I think that's great. And there's really two things I want to pull out of that. One of them is the uh, the fact that, and lots of people don't talk about this stuff with like kind of limiting beliefs and that kind of thing, is that actually it's not necessarily about the fact that you can't do it, but it's just about the fact that you might not at the time of you building this belief in this experience you may just not have had the stuff then and maybe you do now and that's totally cool like as a kid I was the least sporty kid you can possibly imagine like if you imagine a load of kids sat in school waiting to be picked to, to join like the the team for the that that, PE, that yeah. PE lesson I was like the kid who got picked last like I got picked after the kid who was really shit at it right so that made me feel horrendous right that's all I can say oh no yeah I was that bad and so now but now I'm kind of trying to get myself into a fitness mindset so over the years I've gone to the gyms i've gone to boot camps and that kind of thing and that is so far outside of my comfort zone as in terms of like i'm just not a sporty person i don't see myself that way i I look ridiculous in a gym kit is the way that i see it but (laughs) i think and at the time i just didn't have the interest or the inclination to want to learn so so first of all i think that's really interesting and secondly when we look at other people i think we quite often paint them in a better light so you said there that you know somebody else may have done something but they may have been willing to go and ask for help and you you either didn't know that that happened or if you did know it happened you ignored it because you didn't have the confidence to go and ask for that level of help or something. So I think all of that stuff is really, really powerful. Um, I'm interested to help people kind of start to paint a picture of what this might look like in their real life, or or maybe give them some stuff to like snag onto and realize, oh, that's what what this is about. What are some of the really common limiting beliefs? We've already talked about like, I can't do it, but what are some of the really Mm -hmm. common limiting beliefs that you've come across a lot that a lot of people probably experience in different bits of their life? And that's one thing, by the way, I've noticed that there's more and more of this stuff applies to multiple different areas of your life. So what yeah. are some of the really common ones that you've noticed and kind of some steps to, to work over that?
1: Yeah. So the, the, I can't do it, obviously I'm not good enough is the other one that kind of goes hand in hand with that. And then the other beliefs about money, Money is huge. I mean, we've got all kinds of societal beliefs that are, you know, I'm not not good enough if I don't have a partner or, you know, if I don't have children or, you know, that's the whole purpose of life. And and then there's, you know, beliefs around when this is supposed to happen in your life as well. So if you don't have that ring on your finger by a certain age, just all of that kind of stuff. But the biggest ones that really drive that are the underlying factors of that is the I'm not good enough right because that's what it basically comes down to if you're not married or you don't have a significant other you don't have kids you don't have the house the car that career the blah 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 by a certain age that's because you're not good enough right, right? so the you're not good, good enough kind of is that umbrella um, belief that covers all of that um, and then the big one is money and i think they're, they're intrinsically linked as well right especially when we talk about career because again those major beliefs of ours are enforced when we're about seven years old and so when you think about the conversations that you've heard with the adults around you you know they may have been joking about money like my my big memory about money is that the adults used to always call people that had money they said they were filthy stinking rich right and they would say that with a smile on their face. They weren't being mean. They weren't being even, you know, jealous about it. It'd be like, oh, look at her. She's so filthy, stinking, rich. Right. But I didn't understand sarcasm at seven. I didn't understand this kind of difference between envy and jealousy, or, you know, anything like that. So you literally hear the words filthy, stinking, rich right? And those three things now tie together. And as you start then getting a bit older and your hygiene starts becoming really important and whether or not people are going to like you or make fun of you or a boy wants to date you or, you know, any of those types of things as you move into a teenager, that's the last thing that you would want to be is stinky or dirty in some sort of way. So even without thinking about it, you're now linking this concept, this really you know, even funny little term of endearment, almost about somebody who has more money with being filthy. And so now, of course, you don't want to be filthy. And so now you might have you might have a strong work ethic, you might have a big desire to have a a wonderful career where you're helping others and doing all these wonderful things. And you work your way towards that. So it's not that you're not successful necessarily. But you never actually make the amount of money that you could make Because when you earn that money, subconsciously, you're thinking it's filthy. You're filthy for having the money. So you either don't do what you can to make as much money as what you can, or as soon as you earn the money, you get rid of the money, (laughs) right? There's always something to buy with that money, which then in turn makes you think that you've done something to get rid of the filth and show yourself that you're successful because you have these things And really what you're doing is holding yourself back from what you really could have.
0: I love that. And I think there's going to be so many people can pull things out of that that relate to them and experiences they've had in their life. And I would, I would recommend anybody to go through and listen to this episode again, because again, this is one of those things where like clarity is such a huge thing. And you'll start to notice as as you listen back through this, wow, actually I can see there are traces of that in my life. And there are things there that I need to work on or can work on or should work on in order to, in order to accelerate and in order to move forward. Uh, I love this. So cool. So just before we start to wrap up the episode, one big, big question for you to put you on the Spot here, Lisa. What would you say is one of the most pivotal, pivotal, and most important pieces of personal development advice you've ever received from somebody else? And who was that person?
1: Uh, I oh gosh, that is a really deep question. I think the most pivotal advice is to be mindful to raise your awareness about what your own thoughts are about your circumstances in your life in every moment. Right. Raising that awareness, a conscious awareness about what you're saying, what you're thinking, what your actions and reactions are, because once you bring that awareness (laughs) to the forefront and you are aware, you start to see these connections that you make and you simply can't just blindly continue to make them anymore. So you just make better decisions that are for your highest good when you can actually see with the curtains not in front of your face, hiding your view, <laughs> right? But I don't actually know where I learned that from. I think. It wasn't one specific person that sat down and kind of grabbed me by the shoulders, said, Lisa, right, you've got to do this. But I, a lot of my spiritual growth and my own awareness came from different books that I read back back in my 20s, actually. So there were a lot of different books about um, spiritual growth um, and Yeah. So I'm trying to think if there was a specific book that talked about that, but I think it was a bunch of books together that all had little kind of facets of this that just started all of a sudden had that aha moment of, oh my God, awareness is the key to everything.
0: I love that. Very cool. And finally, if people want to go and find out more about you and everything that you're doing, tell us where can we go?
1: Yeah. So my website is lifelikeyoumeanit.com. So you can find everything that I do there.
0: Excellent. We'll put the links to that and anything mentioned in this episode over in the show notes, which you'll find at successunlocked.com forward slash Lisa, L-I-S-A, successunlocked.com forward slash Lisa. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome.
1: Thank you so much, Rob, for having me. And thank you everybody for listening.
0: There we go. How awesome was that? There is so much important stuff there. I think like Lisa says, beliefs aren't just part of your life, but they drive your life. That's the, that's the big takeaway here for me. And, and therefore you need to start digging into what your beliefs are, whether they're good or bad uh, and whether they can or should be changed in order to start getting better results from every single area of your life. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, I know you have, make sure to take a moment to leave a review on your favorite podcast player or wherever you happen to be listening to this right now. A five-star review and a few nice words goes a really long way towards helping people get more people to get the benefit from this content also if you've enjoyed this episode specifically and you think more people will enjoy it then make sure you share the link directly on social media and subscribe because we're back here with a brand new content packed episode like this every single week i know you've got a busy life i don't want you to miss it so smash the subscribe button and i'll see you the same time same place next week here at success unlocked
1: You've been listening to Success Unlocked. Don't forget to stop by at successunlocked.com for full notes and resources from this and every other episode. Then subscribe so that you don't miss
0: out on anything.